0: We are two minutes from the Democratic debates tonight, and I wasn't going to do this, but one of the commentators, two minutes before the thing starts, decided to say that the reason these six candidates are up there is because they stood out. They had a different message. And I was thinking to myself, well, Tulsi Gabbard had a very different message. And she's not on the debate stage. Andrew Yang had a very different message. And he's not on the debate stage. But Tom Steyer is on the debate stage? Oh, my God. His message is exactly like the other five on that debate stage. He just has a ton of money. And let's expect to hear a lot of weirdness tonight. Let's expect to hear... a actual fighting tonight. We're three weeks from the uh, caucus in Iowa. So, I'm going to go for this. I don't know if I'm going to publish it, but I'm going to go for it, and it's just going to be the podcast. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so, and talk about the weirdness here that is the Democratic National Debate, and here it comes you can hear it i'm not gonna play it because i've already gotten into trouble once with with uh itunes but or not itunes excuse me with youtube but i'm watching this it's so solemn oh my lord everyone is so solemn so here we go we're gonna have the introductions I'm not gonna comment on anyone's introductions until the end because their introductions are about the same. The question is going to be is this gonna be a love fest like the last two debates or is this gonna be okay Bernie, you're a misogynist uh, Elizabeth you acted like you were a freaking Indian um, uh, Klobuchar Amy are you eat salad with a freaking comb? So what's going to happen in this one? Let's listen up. I am not going to stop playing it. They're asking about foreign policy. Bernie's answering. He said his record is without a doubt. He's going to start talking about Iraq and how he didn't vote for Iraq. But I mean, everything else with Bernie's foreign policy is a disaster. So what Bernie's basically saying is that he knows how to bring people together, but Yeah, okay, you're a socialist communist. Don't think so. Here's Joe Biden, and he's being beaten up on authorizing the Iraq War. This ought to be good. Biden is not comfortable. You can already tell he's not slurring his words so much. Uh, He was asked about the Iraq War. He voted for the Iraq War, and then he threw Obama under the bus, who also voted for the Iraq War. And now he's sitting back and he's acknowledging Buttigieg who went there. Um, Not a good response. It looks really bad. He basically admitted he made a mistake with with voting for the Iraq war. Okay, so CNN is pitting uh, Biden with Bernie Sanders. And Sanders is basically saying that, no, hey, Biden voted for the Iraq war. It was a waste of time. It's... I took killed I did thousands war. of Iraqis and 4,500 um, uh, 4, troops, and it cost trillions of dollars. Which I don't know why that bothers. That why that bothers Bernie. He wants to spend trillions of dollars just in his election. So whatever, Biden is responding to Sanders. He's looking really strong here and he admitted his mistake which is really bad. Oh here comes A.B. Klobuchar this should be good. Um, She's picking a comb up so that she can grab some salad I think. I'm not sure hold on. E.N.N. is really ratcheting up the conflict. They basically sat back and put pitted Klobuchar against Buttigieg which was, should have happened anyway. This is going to be really fun. I, oh my Lord. Maybe I can stick some stuff in, in, in the video, in the audio, but wow. Okay. Klobuchar finally threw the Donald Trump car out, card out there. It took a grand total of seven minutes before that actually happened. Orange man bad, and we shouldn't be killing each other. But I don't think CNN is going to give them a break here. Okay, Buttigieg is on, and he's doing the same old damn thing. He is talking about, I'm sure we're going to hear about how gay he is in a few minutes, but he's talking about how he actually served and he knows better, and he knows how to lead even though he can barely lead his little town in freaking Indiana. So this is going to be good. Oh, here comes Elizabeth Warren. This ought to be good. I you know, I really should play this, but I want to keep it under 30 40 minutes, but
1: Here comes Safe. Oh, yeah.
0: She doesn't want to call out that Soleimani was a terrorist, but she wants to keep America safe.
1: I work with our generals, with our military leaders, with our intelligence. But I also visit our troops. I visit our troops around the world. I've been to Afghanistan, to Iraq, to Jordan. But don't kill to
0: Soleimani because he's to talk a good guy. Troops. And
1: I fight for our troops to make sure that they get their pay, that they get the housing and medical benefits that they've been promised, that they don't get cheated. But Chinese
0: your sixty-two billion, a 1000000000000 trillion you know, uh, health care uh, plan who are is going to be pulled from somewhere.
1: But I also know that we have to think about our defense in very different ways. We have to think about cyber. We have to think about climate. We also have to think about how we. Speak. Climate
0: is not a, a national defense in thing.
1: Washington. Between the defense industry and the Department of Defense and the Pentagon, that is corruption, pure and simple. We need to block that revolving door and
0: we need... Okay, she's full of crap. She didn't even answer the question. Here comes the idiot of the thing, Tom, idiot of the debate, Tom Steyer. Let's listen to what he's got to say.
2: I worked internationally around the world for decades. I traveled, I met with governments, I met with businesses, and I understand how America interacts with other countries. And you asked, what is the reason that... the the experience really counts. And to me, I believe that Senator Warren made a great point. It isn't so much about experience. It's about judgment. If you've been listening to this, what we are hearing is 20 years of mistakes by the American government in the Middle East of failure, of mistakes. So the real question is judgment. And if you look who had the judgment.
0: Not a bad answer.
2: State senator from Illinois with no experience named Barack Obama who opposed the war. It is a
0: until now
2: <laughs> barbara lee from oakland california who stood up against the original vote who is the only person in congress so i would say to you this an outside perspective looking at this and actually dealing with the, the problems as they are is what we're looking for now i agree with senator warren we are spending dramatically too much money not, bad.
0: not bad not bad
2: we're spending there we could spend in the other parts of the budget And it's time for someone from the outside to have a strategic view about what we're trying to do
0: and how to do it. He doesn't determine that strategic uh, view, but not a bad
3: answer. Oh, this is going to be the good part. U.S. troops to be pulled out of the Middle East, something you've called for as well. Yet when American troops last left Iraq, ISIS emerged and spread terror across the Middle East and indeed around the world. How would you prevent that from happening again? Let me tell you, but before I. You that let me tell you something else.
0: Oh, Jesus, just answer the question. And
4: that is, and I don't know if my colleagues here will agree with me or not, maybe they will. But what we have to face as a nation is that the two great foreign policy disasters of our lifetimes were the war in Vietnam and the war in Iraq. Both of those wars were based on lies.
0: Both of those words were based on politics. And right now,
4: what I fear very much is we have a president who is lying again.
0: Blame, blame Trump.
4: Because
0: Trump has something to do we with Iraq.
4: Because Trump has to do with Iraq. to with Because Trump has to do with Iran... Iraq
0: was worked on with a number of our allies. It was a disaster. To undo what Trump did, bring that coalition together, and make sure that Iran never gets a nuclear weapon. They will That's with the, the... I was part of that Oh, here comes, here comes yeah. Biden. Oh, yes. ...with
5: Iran, bringing together the rest of the world, including some of the folks who aren't friendly to us. And it was working. It was working. It was being... It
0: wasn't working. It was expiring in two years, and they are now nine months from a nuclear weapon.
5: What a, what a liar. pulled out of agreement, Trump, what exactly would happen. We're now isolated. We're in a situation where our allies in Europe are making a comparison between...
0: Our allies in Europe are actually beginning to side with the United States and are beginning to think about sanctions against Iran
5: lost the support of our allies. The next president has to be able to pull those folks back together, reestablish our alliances.
0: He forgot about giving $2 billion to Iran. Billion to Iran. Which I That's what needs to be done to make Iran happy.
3: We can get done. So just to be clear, uh, Vice President Biden, would you leave troops in the Middle East or would you pull them out? I would leave troops in the Middle
5: East in terms of patrolling the Gulf where we have to where we are now small numbers of troops and i think it's a mistake to pull out the the small number of troops that are there now to deal with isis what's happened is now that he's gone ahead the president and started this whole process moving what's happening we ISIS is going to reconstitute itself we're in a position where we have to pull our forces out Americans have to leave the entire
0: region and quite what what now, Biden Iran is not mentioning Russia Russia here is that ISIS is so weakened that Iran Russia is Russia so weakened be because of what we've President done Russia, Russia, they are not even relevant I, we,
6: some troops there, uh, but not in the level that uh, Donald Trump is taking
0: us right now. Again, Donald I Trump. Uh, it, I have long wanted uh, to bring uh, our troops home. I would do that.
6: Uh, some would remain for counterterrorism and training. In Syria, how many, Amy? How many? 150 troops from the border with Turkey. I think that was a mistake. I think it made our allies and many others much more vulnerable to ISIS. Um, and then when it comes to Iraq right now... I would leave our troops there, despite the mess that has been created
0: by Donald So in other words, you want to do what Donald Trump's already doing. I was
6: the only person on this stage that asked a question of both the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of State. And I asked them about imminent threat, but I also asked them what their alternatives were. And they gave very vague, vague answers. I asked them where is the surge of diplomacy that we would be seeing if I was president. And I asked them where they were going to leave the Iraqi people.
0: I don't care what happens to the Iraqi people. It is the protection of the United States that matters. None of these people worry about any of that.
1: Oh, here comes uh,
0: Chief Warren.
1: No, I think we need to get our combat troops out. You know, we have to stop this mindset. That we can do everything with combat troops. Our military is the finest military on earth.
0: She doesn't believe take that
1: any sacrifice we ask them to take. But we should stop asking our military to solve problems that cannot be solved.
0: I was in the military, that's what the military combat does.
1: Troops there is not helping. We need to work with our allies. We need to use our economic tools.
0: Our allies are not in the same park as we are. They don't care about the United States. we got to worry about the United States. She's wrong.
1: Lindsey Graham talks about leaving troops there for a hundred more years. No
0: If we have to leave them for a hundred years, these guys have been fighting for 2,000 years. are not
1: helping create more safety. United States or the yes
0: they are Biden, because so Isis isn't right, attacking the United States because Isis doesn't exist in the anymore
5: in the I was part of the put oh here comes Joe Biden Jesus stateless terror as well as failed states not us alone 68 other countries that's how we were able to defeat and, and end the caliphate fight for Isis they come
0: back they never they defeated isis right. obama and biden never defeated isis they got bigger small numbers of special forces
5: we have to organize the
7: effort to take them down mayor butcher you served in afghanistan who's right oh here we go we can continue to how would be he engaged know engaged without having an endless commitment of ground troops but what's going on right now is the president's actually sending more the very president, who said he was going to end, end endless
0: war. He sent less than 3,000 troops. Obama sent 50,000 troops to, troops to,
7: to Iraq. And I see that happen,
0: That's that I surge that thing day you, day day you always day. hear about.
7: And the time that was set aside for saying goodbye to family members. I remember walking with a friend of mine. Oh,
0: here comes the emotion. Uh, you got to have emotion.
7: And his one-and-a-half-year-old boy was toddling
0: after him. Not toddling, one-and-a-half-year-old boy, please. One and
7: it took all
0: the do you want, want someone like this as a president? And look someone who's going and, and 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 to sit there and, and that, plead with I mean your emotion? Or do you want someone with reason because that, so that sits there and says, okay, well, no, this doesn't work. And this is why. And Bernie's raising his hand. Guy's garbage. He's done. In America
4: today, our infrastructure is crumbling. Half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. Eighty-seven million people have no health care or are uninsured...
0: Under- Here we go. This is his big thing. It has tonight. nothing to do with the it. American and the people, people sleeping on the streets are from Democratic cities. Trillions
4: of dollars. Our job is to rebuild the United Nations, rebuild the State Department...
0: Make sure that we have the United the Nations, Nations, Nations is a disaster, he's a globalist, I'm a nationalist, and that's why I think this guy's full of crap. And, and this is why I think most people are the nationalists, people are everyone, they will, will lose Biden's the Biden's election.
3: President Trump's decision to kill the Iranian General Soleimani... Here we go, this is a big one. to Congress. Are there any circumstances other than a direct attack on the United States where you would take military action without congressional approval?
5: i ran the first time as a 29 year old kid against the war in vietnam on the grounds that only way to can take a nation to war is with the informed consent of the american people the informed consent of the american people and with regard to this idea that we can walk away and not have any troops anywhere including special forces we there's no way you negotiate have been able to negotiate with terrorists you have to be able to form coalitions to be able to defeat
0: them. Or... Okay, so, in other words, he won't kill a terrorist. No problem. Soleimani was a disaster. He was a terrorist. He killed American troops. So, in other words, he would not have killed Soleimani. And he's spinning it here.
5: numbers coordinate with other countries...
0: To bring together, we don't need to coordinate with other countries that requires human Obama beings. We used a freaking drone system to system kill system a terrorist times
3: when it took military action. So, would the Biden doctrine be different? No,
5: there was the authorization for the use of military force that was passed by the United States Congress, House, and Senate, and signed by the president. That was the authority, it does not give authority
7: to go into Iran, it gave authority to deal with these other issues. Mayor Buttigieg, that authorization. Needs to be replaced. Exactly. We tried. When, when, when we lost troops in Niger, there were
0: members of Congress. So in other, people, they didn't even know we had
7: troops there. And it was so in a, other words,
0: what Buttigieg wants States to do is to not kill terrorists. United same, United. same answer. And
7: often has been but with a Harvard a twist. Now, thanks to Democrats in Congress, that's changing. But the reality is, year after year, Congress didn't want to touch this either, either because it was so politically difficult. Fundamental truth is, if our troops can summon the courage to go overseas into harm's way... Often okay,
0: here way comes the down emotional down. thing again.
7: we got to make sure that Congress has the courage to take tough up or down votes on whether they ought to be there. And when I am president...
0: Congress has anytime, nothing to do with Soleimani. They, they had no reason for it. This wasn't an elongated war or conflict. It was one bombing. So American people
7: are included not Thank only you. in the decision about whether to send troops, but whether to continue... Thank you. Uh, Senator Warren, we're
3: going to get to everyone, but Senator Warren, what about you? Are there any circumstances other than a direct attack on the United States where you would take military action without congressional
1: approval? Well, imminent threat, but we need an authorization for the use of military force before we take this nation into combat. That is what the Constitution provides, and that's what as Commander-in-Chief I will do. Okay, I just to hold clear. on.
0: I, I, everyone... I, need, I need to stop here because— yeah, well, I'm going to mute them because Elizabeth Warren is already going down that same road. Here's the problem. Um, you need authorization for military force for elongated conflicts. Okay. Uh, uh, Vietnam, Korea, these were elongated conflicts. The reason Vietnam ended was because Congress decided to stop funding. But the reality is, this was not an elongated conflict. There is no reason that Trump did not have the right to kill Soleimani. Because if you look at it this way, and Tom Steyer's coming up, I know he's going to say something stupid, but we need to talk about this. But the reality is, you can't hit a terrorist. And by the way, none of these people have used the term terrorist here. They just want to blame Trump. This guy is a terrible human being. He has killed between 600 and 1,000 troops. U.S. troops. He's killed tens of thousands of people. We're not talking this is a good guy. But when you guys deflate the killing of a terrorist and you compare it that we need to talk to... We need to talk to Congress every time we want to drop a bomb on a bad person. It's crap. And it is crap. And it would have been crap with Obama, too. Obama killed Osama bin Laden. And you know something? I don't think Obama should have been contacting Congress. He should have done exactly what he did. And you know something? That's, as far as I'm concerned, Soleimani, al-Baghdadi he needed to do what he did so i i think it's stupid and by the way this is going to go an hour so dave get over it here we go
8: the threat of nuclear weapons last week president trump said quote as long as i am president of the united states iran will never be allowed to have a nuclear weapon would a president Buttigieg make that same
7: promise ensuring that iran does not develop nuclear weapons will of course be a priority because it's such an important part of keeping america safe but unfortunately president trump has made it much harder
0: he can't answer the question so he blames trump
7: by gutting the iran nuclear deal one that by the way the trump administration itself
0: if you believe the iran nuclear deal was a good deal you're an idiot it was a terrible deal it's gonna end in a couple of years it's a terrible deal and do you know do you know how we know that the Iran nuke? I'm not going to listen to him. Do you know why we know the Iran nuclear deal was a terrible deal? Because Iran said we will have a nuclear weapon between six and seven months. They said that today. They were not stopping the development of a nuclear weapon. Why these people don't get it, I don't know. And why they don't believe that this deal was just a terrible deal. I don't know. So let's listen.
7: It's an American goal, but a widely shared goal around the world to ensure that Iran does not become a nuclear...
0: Here's the problem. Country. The other countries around the world are not completely sure that Iran is not going to develop a nuclear weapon. That's why England, France, Spain... Um, Italy, a but Germany, a bunch of other countries are saying okay, we need sanctions on Iran. Because they don't know that Iran is not creating a nuclear weapon.
7: On things like the renewal of START, we've got to move toward less, not more nuclear danger, whether it is from states from stateless potential terrorist actors Thank you, Mayor Buttig- or anywhere else around the world.
8: Thank you, Mayor Buttigieg. Senator Klobuchar, if you become president, it's very possible there won't be an Iran nuclear deal for the United States to rejoin. Given that, how would you prevent Iran from gaining a nuclear weapon?
6: I would start negotiations again, and I won't take that as a given, given that our European partners are still trying to hold the agreement together. My issue is that because of the actions of Donald Trump, uh, we are in a situation where they are now starting Iran is starting to enrich uranium again in violation of the original agreement so what I would do is negotiate I would bring people together uh, just as President Obama did uh, years ago and I think that
0: we Iran never that we had the intention of not enriching
6: as a number one goal and in answer to the plutonium question, you for a nuclear you weapon
0: uh, they're, they're
6: to have a nuclear
0: weapon. Everyone's so ignoring this. to
6: get an agreement in place. I think there are changes you can make to the agreement, better sunsets, some changes to the inspections. But overall, that is what
0: we should there do. There were no inspections we were with the Iranian nuclear most deal. Most None.
6: First debate when we were asked what we saw as the biggest threat... Uh, to our world. I said China on the economy, but I said Iran because of Donald Trump. Because I feared that exactly what happened would happen. Enrichment of uranium, escalation of tensions, leaving frayed relations with our allies. We can bring them back. Understanding this is a terrorist regime that we cannot allow to have a nuclear weapon.
8: Vice President Biden, I want to ask you about North Korea. President Trump has met with Kim Jong-un three times. President Obama once said he would meet with North Korea without any preconditions. Would you meet with North Korea without any preconditions? No,
5: not now. I wouldn't meet with without any preconditions. Look, what well, we gave him everything he's looking for: legitimacy. The president showed up, met with him, gave him legitimacy, weakened the the sanctions we have against him. I would be putting what I did as vice president, I met with Xi Jinping more than anyone else. I would be putting pressure on China to put pressure on Korea to cease and desist from their nuclear power. And by the way, okay, hold on.
0: Hold on. I need to stop him here. The Obama administration basically ignored North Korea. They made North Korea somebody else's problem. Just like they did with the Iranian nuclear agreement. They made it somebody else's problem. The Iranian nuclear agreement expires in 2023. It's over. And then they can go search for a nuclear weapon. They can develop a nuclear weapon. This was this is the problem with Biden's argument. Biden's argument is that, no, we keep doing what we're doing under Obama. Obama basically pushed all of the major conflicts into somebody else's presidency. And now he is blaming that other president for actually dealing with this stuff. Hey, I don't like Kim Jong-un. I, I I think he's a garbage human being. There's no question. But the fact is, he went almost a full year and a half before he started doing weird things. And... North Korea is nuclear armed. You need to stop Iran from being nuclear armed. The Obama administration never prevented a damn thing. The only thing that the Obama administration did was create these little agreements, like the nuclear agreement, that pushed it into somebody else's presidency. It, it's a cowardly way of doing things. Tom's Steyer's talking right now. So you know, this is not, not relevant. This guy's just losing billions of dollars every time he comes up on the stage. It's absolutely terrible. Okay, so...
4: Facing this planet, I will not vote for a trade agreement that does not incorporate very, very strong principles to significantly lower fossil fuel emissions...
0: Uh, in the world. Okay, so Bernie right. Sanders they're talking about the USMCA. And the USMCA basically what this gal uh, we're going to we're going to stop here. You, basically the USMCA is not much better than NAFTA and it's not. It, it's it's NAFTA 2.0, but it's better than it was, not by much, but it is better than it was. So basically this gal asked Bernie isn't it okay? It's better than it was, right? And he said, no, no, no. We need to set it up so that people aren't working on minimum wage. What Uh, NAFTA, the USMCA, is basically... Bernie wants everyone not to earn anything. He wants people to earn the same thing. So if people are all people, Mexico, Canada, and the United States are not earning $5 an hour. He's not going to be happy. Here's the thing. When you make trade deals like this, they typically have to be um, incremental. You can't make extreme trade deals. When I first read about the USMCA, I thought this was a pretty radical trade deal. And it was because Mexico was getting screwed, Canada was getting some advantage, and the unions in the United States were getting a huge advantage. China was getting screwed in it. And I I don't understand how this wasn't a good deal. The United States was going to do better in this deal. No question. Now, was it going to be night and day? No. But you can't... Here, here's the thing. With the USMCA, you need to go with a 2.5 and then you need to go to 2.75 then you need to go to 3.0 you cannot move this thing into extremes it's not going to be accepted and other countries are really going to be suffering and uh, well Bernie and Elizabeth Warren are fighting but I'm not going to get into that yet because I think it's important to understand that okay it's chinks in things, it's like abortion. You're not going to eliminate abortion tomorrow. Just regulate it a little bit. It's never going to be Roe v.ersus Wade is not going to be overturned because Brett Kavanaugh was elected, was nominated, and approved as a court justice. It's everything slow, and that's the problem with government. So. Let's go back on. Um, Bernie is crazy with the USMCA. That's fine. Good for him. Let's move on.
6: Mark Salvador. And that guy started to cry.
0: Oh, here we go. Emotion. I just turned it on and she's being emotional. I don't even need to hear what she's got to say. This is a broad who didn't have a fork. I yelled at her uh, yelled at her assistant and then started picking her freaking salad with a freaking comb I, why are you listening to a motion from amy Klobuchar? do
7: you support the usmca yes or no yes it has been improved it is not perfect but when you sit down with the people who are most impacted they share just how much harm has been done to them uh, by things like the trade war and just how much we can benefit American consumers and workers. Good answer, Mayor Pete. By making sure Good we have the right kind of labor and enforceability as Democrats ensured we got in this USMCA. But let's acknowledge why there is such fear and frustration. You know, in my part of the country, in the industrial Midwest, I remember when they came around in the 90s, selling trade deals telling us don't worry about your slice of the pie the pie will get so much bigger that everyone will be better off and that promise was broken the part about the pie getting bigger happened it's just that the part about it getting to most people where i live did not that is why there is such frustration the sense that these decisions in boardrooms and in committee rooms in washington are being made not based okay, on the good,
0: answer. good answer. Good answer. He didn't really answer President it, but Biden, yeah, good answer.
3: Senator Sanders has said Donald Trump will, quote, eat your lunch for voting yes on what he calls terrible trade agreements. When it comes to trade, why are you the best candidate to take on President Trump?
5: There will be no trade agreement signed in my administration without environmental, uh, environmentalists and labor at the table.
0: And there will be no okay, to um, bad answer. Suddenly the moderation of Joe Biden is thrown completely in the to garbage.
5: In the 21st century on the high-tech side, dealing with all artificial intelligence. We should be focusing on equipping American workers to do that. And by the way, the idea, I don't know that there's any trade agreement that the senator would ever think made any sense, but the problem is that 95% of the customers are out there. So we better figure out how we begin to write the rules of the road, not China,
3: Senator Sanders.
0: Um, oh, here we go.
5: Joe and I have a fundamental disagreement, here, in
4: case you haven't noticed, and that is, NAFTA, PNTR with China, other trade agreements, were written for one reason alone, and that is to increase the profits of large multinational corporations. And the end result of those two, just PNTR with China, Joe, and uh, NAFTA, cost us some four million jobs as part of the race to the bottom. I am sick and tired and will not tolerate. And we will use the power of the federal contracting system. If a corporation in America wants to shut down in Iowa or Vermont or any place else, and then they think they're gonna get online for a generous federal contract, they've got another thing going. We need some corporate responsibility here, and we need to protect...
0: This is the problem with I Bernie. Bernie is a socialist. Mexico, he doesn't we understand. He does not understand how capitalism works. He is completely irrelevant in this whole thing. Capitalism is important here. Here's a little secret. I, I'm going to talk and we're going to go here there seems to be this belief that if a man makes a product that costs $7.25 to sell to cap to an economy he should be paid $7.25 that's crap it doesn't work like that i i don't know who said this i, I, I... I have no idea who said this, but it was something I learned in college. A human being cannot earn what he's worth. So if I can create a bunch of $7.25 widgets, I can't earn $7.25 per widget. That's what that means. Now, here's what's beautiful about capitalism and what sucks about socialism is that, okay, uh, I'll pay you $5 per widget. I will sell the widget for $8. You make your $5. The more widgets you produce, the more money you get. And I make 50 cents profit. Or a dollar profit, $2 profit, $3 profit. The person who gets the profit is responsible for earning, for creating the product that the people want. This is why the Soviet Union, Russia, North Korea, Cuba, China, they, Venezuela, they don't get it. If you tax people 100% or 90 or 95%, what's the purpose of creating? This is where Bernie is wrong, and this is where no one pushes back on Bernie. If Bernie believes that we're going to create things even though we're taxing, we're giving no incentive to create. It's never happened in the history of the world that if there's no incentive, things were created. The internet was created by the United States, the car was created by the United States. The Pet Rock was created by the United States. And there was, there were people that wanted it. There's a great movie, um, Ford vs. Ferrari, where they sit back, Ford versus Ferrari, which by the way, was with a bunch of socialists, is the definition of capitalism. Because these people said, well, we want to make something better. And when we make something better, we're going to get something out of it. What Bernie wants to do is take that away. Take that profit margin away. I mean, this is a guy who's talked about taxing people 100% of profits. 90% of profits. So... If, let's just say, I make the greatest book in the world, which, by the way, apparently Bernie did and made $3 million off of it. Let's just say I made the perfect thing. But I'm not going to get anything? So why am I bothering? It's a waste. And by the way, that's human nature. That is complete human nature. Human beings are competitive. Human beings want to be better than other human beings. Human beings want power. Human beings are greedy. Socialism goes against human nature. Which is why socialism fails. Every time. No matter what CNN says or MSNBC says. Socialism fails every every time because that greed is what creates. (coughs) I'm writing a book right now. (coughs) Do you think I'm writing the book because there's some sort of artistic? No, I'm writing a book because I want to sell the book. I want to make $3 million like Bernie did and buy two uh, lakefront properties. That's what I'm doing it for. And I have a lot of, um, how can you say? I have a lot of happiness when I create the book. I feel like I've created something beautiful. But the reality is, it's not because of my creative license or anything like that. I'd like to make some money. I do these podcasts, not because, well... Partially because I want to educate people. I want I want people to listen. And I want people to get their heads out of their asses and realize, oh my God, what the hell are we doing? But the other part is, I'd like to make some money. Is that bad? Is that a terrible thing? I don't think so. And see, but Bernie, that's why if he goes up against Trump... He will get slaughtered, because Bernie wants to take away the incentive to create. The creations, the internet, the um, uh, the iPhone. It did, and this is a great story. This is a great story. I heard this from uh, um, Ben Shapiro today. You know something? Who is more valuable? The guy who's digging the hole to fix the pipe underneath the street on Rancho Boulevard. Or the guy who's tinkering with an electronic thing in 1982. Well, the guy in, if the guy in 1982 is Steve Jobs and he's messing with the first personal computer... Who has more value? Who should make more? I am so sick and tired of hearing these people when it comes to that stuff. It's just terrible. So I tell you what, I guess CNN is not going to commercials because I really need a commercial so I can save this. But let's listen to what's going on. I'm going to sit there, hold this off a little bit. Amy Klobuchar with her grayish teeth. I don't know. She's talking now. So let's find out where we are right now.
6: It's five foot four. Uh, you don't have to be uh, the skinniest person in the room. Uh, you don't have to be the loudest person. You have to be competent. And when you look at the facts, uh, Michigan has a woman governor right now, and she beat a Republican, Kretchen Witch. Oh my and God.
0: Having- Here it comes. Okay. So the question is, what do you say to people who think that women can't win election. This was brought up by Elizabeth Warren, who is a liar. And basically she said that she had a personal conversation with Bernie Sanders, and Bernie told her that a woman cannot win an election. So here it is. It's come up. Here we go. I may not say too much after this.
6: suburban areas, in the rural areas. I have brought people with me. That is why I have the most endorsements of current Iowa legislators and former Iowa legislators in this race. Thank you. Because I know I bring people with me. And finally, every single person that I have beaten, my Republican opponents, have gotten out of politics for good. And I think i think that sounds pretty good i think that sounds pretty good with the guy we have in the white house right now senator
8: sanders you can well,
4: just to set the record straight i defeated an incumbent republican uh running for congress when
1: 1990.
4: that's how i won beat a republican congressman <laughs> number two Th- of course I-, I don't think there's any debate up
1: here what was it 30 years ago
0: Elizabeth Warren is freaking, oh, here comes a fight. And I said I
1: was the only one who's beaten an incumbent Republican in 30 years. Well,
4: 30 years ago is 1990, as a matter of fact. But I don't know that that's the major issue of the day. I think what the major issue of the day is, does anybody in their right mind think that a woman cannot be elected president? That's enough. Nobody believes that. Hillary Clinton got three million votes, more votes than Trump. So who believes that a woman can't win? Of course a woman can Here win. Here comes a blind side, the is, bus chuck. How do we beat Trump?
0: Elizabeth Warren is throwing Trump Bernie under the bus and she's a, a frickin' liar? Energy, Bad. And
4: excitement, and a campaign that has by far the largest voter turnout in the history of this country. And I believe that our campaign. Has the strongest Elizabeth
0: Warren is panicking, she's grabbing her glasses, President she's waving, she's panicking.
1: So I do think it's the right question, how do we beat Trump? And here's the thing, since Donald Trump was elected, women candidates have outperformed men candidates in competitive races. And in 2018, we took back the House, we took back state houses because of women candidates and women voters. Look, don't deny that the question is there. Back in the 1960s, people asked, could a Catholic win? Back in 2008, people asked if an African-American could win. In both times, the Democratic Party stepped up and said yes, got behind their candidate, and we changed America. That's who we are. Uh, Vice President Biden. (laughs) Vice President Biden.
0: Okay, I don't care what Biden has to say because he's not in the middle of this fight. But Elizabeth Warren great great response to Bernie. Bernie who back in the 80s sat there and said, "Yeah, a woman can win presidency" was thrown under the bus by Warren. To it, it, a couple yesterday I think it was. That he said in a Private conversation. He, that women a woman is not going to win the presidency. And oh, awesome! They're on a commercial. So let me talk about this. Um, this was a bus chuck with Elizabeth Warren. War has started. CNN which I really respect. CNN has actually started punching and saying and trying to cause the controversies. Bernie Sanders doesn't give a damn who's president as long as that president is a socialist. Elizabeth Warren is a congenital liar. She's a horrid human being. She brought crap. She brought this crap up where Bernie told her in a private conversation a woman was not going to uh, win presidency. And by the way, in the eighties, Republicans thought a woman could win the presidency if she'd run. They didn't. I <coughs> and and now he called her out on it. But I think Elizabeth Warren's response. Was far better. I got a feeling we're going to be going for a while because this is going to get really ugly right now. And it's not fair. Bernie Sanders has always been honest. He's been wrong about everything, but he's been honest. Elizabeth Warren has lied about everything. And no one should listen to Elizabeth Warren, she's a liar. I don't care how high her cheekbones are. She's an absolute liar. This is going to get good. And we've got a grand total of an hour left. You know, I may go two hours. Fuck Dave. I, I, we may go two hours here because I think this is going to get hot real soon. And I want to point out a couple things. Whenever someone can't answer a question, there are two things you need to watch Okay. one, they say they agree and then they say, but which means if they agree and they say, but they're ignore everything they said before that because they don't agree. And the second thing you need to say is that every time they can't answer a question, they blame Trump. Every time it's happened. So here we go. It's a commercial break. I'm taking a break. I gotta save this stuff. And uh, let's listen in a couple minutes.
8: The top issue for Iowa Democrats. Donald Trump is trying to repeal Obamacare, including the protections for pre existing conditions. We all know that each of you vigorously opposes that. Still, there are some questions about what each of you would do. Senator Sanders, you've consistently refused to say exactly how much your Medicare for All plan is going to cost. Don't voters deserve to see the price tag before you send them a bill that could cost tens of trillions of dollars? Well, what I will tell you is Medicare for All,
4: which will guarantee comprehensive health care to every man, woman, and child, will cost substantially less than the status quo. Medicare for All will end the absurdity of the United States paying, by far, the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs and healthcare in general, while we have 87 million uninsured and and underinsured and while 30,000 people die each year. On the Medicare for All, one of the provisions we have to pay for it is a 4% tax on income exempting the first $29,000. So the average family in America that today makes $60,000 we pay $1,200 a year compared to that family paying $12,000 a year. We save money, comprehensive health care, because we take on the greed and the profiteering and the administrative nightmare that currently exists in our dysfunctional system.
0: This is where Bernie is really good. I I, I got to admit, this is where he's very good. Okay, first off, um, it'll be between $32 trillion and forty trillion dollars for compre- for healthcare for all, it's not affordable. It's not going to work, and we already know this because Venezuela decided to do this, uh, Russia decided to do this, China decided. It, it, it's 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 not going to work. Okay, and by the way, we're done tonight. I'm I'm gonna pontificate on this right now. And then we're done because now it's going to get into the boring things. Listen, abortion, good crap like that, and there's no point because anyone's listening to this already knows. Here's the reality: healthcare for all will not work. It's never worked. It's been done. It's been done before. It's crap. It's garbage. Bernie Sanders, a complete communist, a complete socialist, is going to force people to join in in his little policy. And it will break the country. And he keeps saying that it's going to be cheaper for everyone. It's not. $1,200 a year? $1,200 for people? $1,200 $1,200 in taxes per citizen? No, not going to happen. And then what happens to my health care? I, I want to have health care. I'm earning my health care right now. I'm paying half into my health care. It's crap. It, it's not going to work. Amy Klobuchar is burning Bernie right now, but I don't care. It, any normal human being will realize that healthcare is just universal healthcare, the healthcare for all, or whatever they're calling it's just garbage. It's garbage. So I've listened to an hour of this. Uh, I, I'm done. I'm done. I think <coughs> the most important parts of this podcast came in the first hour of this debate. I'm going to listen. Bernie looks like he's sweating because Amy Klobuchar just took her fork, her comb, and started stabbing him in the head with it. And that's because, I don't know, whatever. I think it was a great, I think this is a good debate, not a great debate. I think we learned a couple of things from this debate. First off, whenever a candidate could not answer a question they blamed Trump they did they did not blame Trump through the entire debate okay but every time they could not answer the question or it was a hard answer they blamed Trump so when you listen to these people talk listen to them talk And listen to their questions. Listen to their answers. If someone asks a candidate, whichever one of the 50 candidates are left, there's actually only about eight candidates left. But whenever they ask a candidate, what do you think about this? And they start talking about Trump. They don't have an answer. They can't answer. And then they'll start with Trump and then they'll tippy-toe around the answer and they'll never answer the question this debate was the most vicious of the debates i i'm not even sure who won here i would say amy klobuchar was probably the best here i would say that um second would be elizabeth warren only because she lied quite a bit Bernie Sanders was in a corner. Um, Tom Steyer, yeah, okay, whatever. But I think this was a tough debate to actually read. Joe Biden probably was the big winner. And the reason Joe Biden was the big winner, he stayed away from the controversies. He did. He did very well. It's going to be really interesting in a to hear the polls in a couple days because I think the polls are going to be important. Pete Buttigieg, who probably was third, I think Biden won. Klobuchar was second, um, and uh, Buttigieg was third. Uh, Warren was fourth. I think Bernie Sanders really took it in the button, this one. And then, oh yeah, yeah Steyer, whatever. Steyer had a grand total of like 84 seconds of talking points. I, I think right now Biden is going to be your... Uh, be the Democratic electorate. He's going to be the one that's elected. I just don't... I don't see... I, I, Sanders has been getting knocked around left and right and Elizabeth Warren has been caught in lies and I think all that stuff is going to come I think they're going to feed off each other. I love it. I absolutely love it. Klobuchar who would be the one that I think would give Trump the most problems no. She's done. She's She did not get enough questions and as far as Budigig, Budigig gave Harvard answers, but he did not get enough questions. So we'll have to see how that happens. Hey, this is Gene, you dumbass of talking politics. Follow me on Twitter at Run RunninFool, R U N N I N F E W L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Podcast Addicts, and YouTube actually. Uh, there's no V cast on this one because this was kind of right off the cuff. It, it does not actually follow the Dave rule because I thought I wanted to listen a little more. I'm going to listen to the rest of this debate and maybe I'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't know. Um, you can... well go to my blog at politics because this was a a spot podcast there's no notes this is Gene and you've listened to Dumbasses Talkin' Politics